Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 602 in the AM. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn. Put your feet on the floor. Jumpstart your taco Tuesday. I told you last week, Jeremy, instead of tacos, I didn't tell you because you weren't here for a second. Mm-hmm. One Wednesday. I forgot it was Taco Tuesday and I had Italian. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't have Italian on Tuesday. I like Italian any day. I do too, but Taco Tuesday. It doesn't happen. What's wrong with your headphones over there? You're wrestling with your headphones? They have a design flaw. Actually, they have to be plugged in to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I thought you meant that, that somebody else could take them and then adjust it to their size head. And then you'd have and to leave adjust. them everywhere. Yeah, and then you'd have to find it and then adjust it back to your size head, and then make. Th- I thought that's what, I th- but I thought you said spider. It's it's got to be you. <laughs> but I thought anyway, it doesn't matter. Speaking of which, Joe, how cold was it in this studio this morning, man? I thought I saw my breath. I did. Sixty-five degrees. It was sixty-five. Sixty-five. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> in this studio, sixty-five felt colder. Because I know we can handle 65. No, that's cold when it's on the thermostat. You notice that. Yeah, because you're in a, I mean, we're in, you know, closed in quarters here. So, you know, it's just going to, it's going to get colder. What is wrong with you? I'm going to ask you before you get started. (laughs) Before you get started. What is wrong with you this morning? (laughs) Nothing's wrong. You good? I'm good. All right. I'm checking your temperature already. Because you you look like you're already stirring the pot. Is this a rectal or oral thermometer? Uh, However you want it. You know the difference between the two? The taste. (laughs) Hey, what time is it? (laughs) Too early for that. <laughs> Way too early for that. What a that. weird day yesterday. Why was it weird? Oh. But by the way, I don't see you guys wearing an ugly sweater. I put one on this morning, but then I, it was a sweater from a, a company that I don't endorse. So I was like, you know what? I don't want anybody taking pictures of me in that. So I think it's the dumbest tradition. You wear this hideous looking thing. You're keeping it from once a year for the. Pull it out around. Why you shouldn't you be dressing nicely around the holidays? No, are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> Why would I buy something on. that's ugly? Exactly. I want well, to look beautiful. Remember that day I wore an ugly sweater? No. Okay. Yeah. I don't like sweaters. I, I'm not a sweater guy either. I, I'm with I you, Jeremy. Them. I miss what I wear, but I'm not a sweater guy. I, I'm gonna go today. I'm just, you know, first thing in the morning, Jess comes in here. Where's your sweater? You're yeah. not playing? You cheery ass. She have on an old base sweater? Oh, she's got on a. 
I told Greg, I said, I don't care what they do. I don't care what they say. There cannot be a sweater uglier than yours today. You see this sweater? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> he wins. <laughs> he wins. Actually, one year when we did the Christmas gift exchange with us, I bought Coleman an ugly Hanukkah sweater. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> he wears it to work at church. He did wear it. He liked it. <laughs> was that here? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. Hey, good news yesterday, huh? The Baltimore Orioles have reached a 30-year lease. Uh, has an option for 15 years if the team does not receive approval from the state officials for development plans next to the stadium. Um, I believe next to the stadium, folks, is going to be on that front end by the hotel. That's just my opinion. Uh, you know, nothing that anybody told me. But and now that the hotel has plumbing, yeah, did issues, you hear about that? What? They, they might they might have to raise that hotel. Yeah, I did hear that. There is plumbing issues <laughs> that would be catas- it would cause catastrophic failure to the building. That would literally make it collapse. Collapse. That would be so. That would just be so bad, wouldn't it? That'd be so Baltimore. I would hate for that to happen. Now, Joe, let's rewind. I said last summer that street <laughs> next to the hotel is going to be where they build all of this Disney World of baseball. It would be convenient if that hotel was no longer there. <laughs> And I also said, not that anybody told me anything. It just looks to be the perfect spot. Fast forward to December. What's the news of the hotel? Plumbing issues that could be catastrophic to that hotel. And that's the one that blocks the Broma Celtics. Yes, right? it is. Yeah, it is. Bye. That's going bye-bye. I'm what do you mean the star witness went down? How did that happen? <laughs> Ed, <laughs> it's, it's number one, they shut down that street. Yeah. Why? Why'd you shut down the street? That street wasn't doing anything to anybody. <laughs> you just shut it down. <laughs> you just shut the street down. Oh, I wonder why you shut the street down. Oh, because we can use it for something else. The Disney World of Baseball. I just think that's going to be the area, mm-hmm. and it's going to be fantastic. And everybody that bitched and moaned about it is going to be spending money there. I, I just That hotel's going to go. I I saw Danielle Allentuck's tweet about the deal being done, and I just immediately tweeted, "Are you sure?" <laughs> He's like, "We had uh, we had We've heard this before, yeah." And that's what I mean. Like, yes, try to get blue balls behind this. Yeah, I just I just want to. Is the ink dry? Like, let's. Re- There's no verbiage in there. That's- well, the AP reported it, so yeah. no, I'm just joking. But. No, in all seriousness, like with yesterday, you know, you were talking about the uh, the volcano that erupted in Iceland, which I just saw video of that, which is insane. Uh, we had um, a, an apparent race draft that was going to go down for the segregation bowl. Um, what else did we have going on? There was just so many different things of people. Tw- Richard Mendenhall, that, that tweet that he lost his mind and the back and forth. Like, it was just crazy on the Internet, just like the other day with when the Orioles stuff was coming down and everybody was getting everything wrong with Shohei Otani and all the other stuff. It's just... But it was a weird day uh, on social media yesterday. I'm just thinking back at the classic, sarcastic Joe LaCroix line. That would be cat. That would be what he saying? That would be a shame for the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. my Broma starts to tower back, man. Uh, I agree. <laughs> That's such a nice view of the skyline. Uh-huh. And whatever they build at Disney World of uh, Baseball, they're going to allow you to still see that. Well, yeah, as I say, don't make it more than like 15 stories <laughs> yeah, high. They're going to allow you to still see it. And there'll be heroes. There'll be heroes. 
410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. We'll go over Monday Night Football at 7 o'clock. Recap that game last night because it is worthy of recapping. Also, recap our picks. I sucked week 15. Back-to-back struggling weeks. I'm choking under pressure, guys. I'm choking under pressure. Not me. I was 14-2. and two. You said I lost three. You just said you lost three. I just I don't know why I thought Kansas City lost. That was the one I, I said. No, they won. They won. You could look. You could uh, check. You could read it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna check and read it. All right. Also, how will the uh, 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 the Mitchell injury impact the Baltimore Ravens going forward? We'll talk about that at six thirty. But on the other side, now that you had some time to think about it, your thoughts on Sunday night's win. After uh, some reflection time, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Baltimore Ravens with a win Sunday night over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jeremy, we talked so much and evaluated the uh, Baltimore Ravens after that that win, and rightfully so because we're Baltimore Station. But bear in mind, just what three weeks ago, this Jacksonville Jaguar team was eight and three, and some people were were actually afraid of them. Now they find themselves in a three way tie with the uh, Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans by record, uh, eight and six. Your thoughts on them over the past three weeks? Well, they have to be sitting back going, well, that escalated quickly, right? <laughs> what the hell just happened? Yeah. Because life comes at you fast sometimes, and even your quarterback playing through an injury, uh, losing, you know, we joked about it a little bit, but their wide receiver, the testic- testicular torsion, it's such a weird thing to happen. It's and, a weird thing to joke about, uh-huh. but we did. Yeah, we, we had some fun <laughs> with it. But, you know, like – in all honesty, I mean, I guess we always have questions about those teams. Like people are calling Miami Dallas this weekend the, the, you know, it's it's the bowl of teams that can't beat good teams, except for you know Dallas beating Philly, who's now on a losing streak. And I don't like there's just a log jam, and somebody was putting up potential like playoff um, possibilities, and the games just look awful. Like Cincinnati's could be in with a backup quarterback. The yeah. Browns are in, could be in with a backup quarterback. Indy could be in with a backup quarterback. You know, that we can keep going on and on, but it is funny to look at it. This is a year of all years where you should be taking advantage of how good you are compared to the field. And how could how is it all of a sudden the AFC South is like the second best division in the AFC now after the North? Yeah. If three teams with winning records are 8 and 6. Yeah. That's unreal. But it's hey, incredible. Look, looking at the Jaguars, though, I mean, they lost their first two games before us, 34-31, 31-27. Competitive games, heartbreaking mm-hmm. losses. Ravens didn't give them a chance. It's true they missed two field goals, but it's, if it's in the game, it's in the game. They lost 23-7. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they lost 23-7. to Not an opportunity, not a chance. No. Well, they helped us a lot, too. I mean, they really 
It's almost like, you know, we can't win, you can't make us. That's like between them driving the length of the field and missing chip shot field goals, <laughs> that idiotic let the clock run out at the end of the first half, which is inexplicable. Um, you know, and then that fumble that just – she just dropped it. Just like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oops. It, so, I mean, yeah. they certainly helped it along. You felt like the fix was in with that fumble, right? Like yeah. he's just running. It's like, and then he tries to put it away, and it's like, whoops, there it goes. Although, actually, in Bruce, yeah. Do you ever see Bruce Led's fumble? He had a pick six against yep. Phil Sims, and yep. he just dropped it running to the end zone. Strange things happen, like the turf yeah. monster. And Bruce all. would always make fun of himself. <laughs> we had Phil on one time with him, and he reminded him of it. Oof. You know, the the thing um, you got the Houston Texans. Um. They have a five and two record. Three games left. Five and two record at home. Three games left. Two of them at home. I guess the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indy Colts are glad that they don't have about a home games left because they're three and five and and, and three and four respectively. Indy, of course, with three games left, they have uh, two at home as well. You, with with that, when you look at the home record, Jeremy, you almost have to give the Houston Texans the edge. Down the stretch. I think it all depends on C.J. Stroud, right? When he's back, yeah. That was a big win by them this weekend. Without him, yeah. Yeah, coming back, coming from behind and winning in overtime against the Titans. Titans had a double-digit lead late. Yep. And they blew it. So, yeah, but that division. Titans said they wanted to get eliminated from the playoffs because that loss did it for them. And they they stink. Put us out of our misery. Well, and you guys mentioned the AFC South. It is kind of surprising that you got three teams with a winning record there. Like, how the hell did that happen? Good, uh, good quarterback play, and that includes Minshew <laughs> and Indianapolis. I mean, solid quarterback play by, solid the, by the Texans yeah. and the Colts. Uh, that's how that happened. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, you know, now that we have some time to look at that, uh, the only team in the AFC that's clinched the playoff berth. That's it. 11-3, they find themselves the only 11-3 team along with the San Francisco 49ers. And that's show. I love the fact – that Philly lost, not because I was pulling against Philly. Uh, and I wanted Philly to lose because I wanted Monday uh, to be the battle of the teams that go into the week, the only two teams, 11-3, and three, going into the week. Yeah. The battle of the best two teams in the National Football League. Got I, think, it. I, think, I think Monday Night Football I heard last night that it's only the fifth time in the history of the franchise, Monday Night Football, where they've had two teams with at least 11 wins go at it this late in the season. Yeah, because we've seen some real clunkers on Monday Night Football late in the year because, it's, you know, teams turn out that way. If, if somebody's surprisingly bad, they lose their quarterback, and then you see them at the end of the season. They must be so happy right now. Oh, yeah. You have the two best teams in football on Monday night on Christmas. And two teams that, for the most part, show up in primetime. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these two teams typically show up in primetime. It's going to be an exciting football game. So what do we learn about the Ravens through uh, the first – uh, 14 games of the season in 15 weeks, Jeremy. I think they're the most complete team in the AFC. Um, they can beat you up and win with defense. They can uh-huh. now, it's kind of fun to watch, they can beat you up and, and win with offense uh, by outscoring you. And then we've seen games this year, if you want to look at Detroit, Seattle, uh, I'll even throw this Jacksonville game in there, where you're looking at what feels like a fairly complete win. And they're very capable of doing that. And the one thing I was saying, too, is like, the spread coming out at five with the Ravens going on the road to the 49ers to play them mm-hmm. um, after going on the road, you know, just now to play Jacksonville and, and all that that goes into it. And to still be a five point deficit in a road game. I think it says a lot about how the league or how Vegas is viewing the Ravens this year. I think they're 
they're going to be a dangerous team if they get that. It's that first win. I think you got to get that first win, get that out of the way, and then get that ball rolling um, in the postseason. And I know, I know, Lamar already has a win. I'm just saying, like, oh no, no. it helps. It you helps build. One. Yeah, you need one. And I, I think what I've learned about this team so far is they're becoming more and more battle tested. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about a lot of things that you've thrown away. <laughs> I think the other team that's battle tested is the team they're about to play on Monday, but they become more and more battle tested. Uh, we thought that Jacksonville game would be a tough game. And I guess, you know, without the missed field goals and the stupidity, it would have been tougher. And they've got a tough stretch hit in front of them because they got Miami on the horizon along with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. It was always tough. But I don't feel as nervous about the, th- the final stretch as I would before because this team just seems to show up in those games. Yeah, and that's why I'm, I feel the same way. I'd, I, it's, I'd rather they face the best team in football than the – Panthers right yeah. now because they seem to rise to the occasion. They played to level the competition, so they had three good games. It's good. It'll stay sharp headed to the postseason. So I'm, I'm not worried about this at all. I mean, it's not ideal to fly out west, you know, and, and play a really good team on Christmas away from your family. There's a lot of negatives to it. Uh, and then it gives them a short week against Miami the next week, but at least they'll be home. Yeah. So 410-583-1057, that's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show. On the fan, he'd be home for New Year's, and I'm sure those with families will probably be. What do you do? Christmas early, or do Christmas when you come back? Um, no, I think you'd you'd probably do it early. Yeah, I mean, this might even be part of because you don't want you don't want it to go people. you don't want it to go past your kids. They have to go past right. Christmas. Yeah. Oh, you got to think about the kids on Christmas. No, I I some think, people do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I no, I think that some people this might be part of a, a Christmas gift too. So maybe that that's something where you're just celebrating and going to the game and. But like, I'm talking about the players. Oh, for the players? Yeah, I'm not talking about the fans. Oh well, they have to go. Fans don't have to go. Why would the fans celebrate early? What celebrate Christmas early? Yeah, because they're headed out to the 49ers. Oh, you mean the ones going on the road? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that's what he was that's asking. A, no, why would I ask you that question? I don't know. Why would you ask me other questions? I don't care how about they the celebrate fans. Christmas. About the fans. I'm talking I don't about the care players. about how they celebrate Christmas. Some of them might not even celebrate. Happy what? holidays to the guys that don't celebrate. Well, just to say that then. Don't make up something stupid. Just to Merry be talking. Christmas. But I think the fans, I think it could be part of their Christmas gift. <laughs> World of Stupid at 7.15. Right. We'll recap our picks at 7 o'clock. But on the other side, how impactful will the uh, Keaton Mitchell injury be to the Ravens' Super Bowl chances? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 632 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show right here on The Fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn. We know by now Keaton Mitchell went down, torn ACL. He is out for the season for the Baltimore Ravens, a young man that started to pick up some momentum and uh, showing some true signs. He is now done for the year. Jeremy Kahn, what impact could this have on the Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl run? 
Well, look, it's a, <clears throat> it's another issue because it's an injury to an area where you've had multiple injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially over the past couple of years. So you're looking at a situation now where you're going to rely more on Gus Edwards, which I don't think is a problem, but he's never had this many carries in a season. Mm-hmm. Um, and Justice Hill, and then who else are you throwing in there? The one thing that I thought Keaton Mitchell brought and the reason why I think this could hurt their Super Bowl chances is that he's just so explosive. And when you have that type of speed in the backfield with with he and Lamar back there, I think it changes a lot of things. And then you throw Zay in motion, and now there's it's just speed for days. Um, so I, I think that hurts, but this is a team that's continued to you know, pick them up and put them back down. When, when things have gone wrong, the next man has stepped up, uh, and I think that's what the situation has to be. Do I think this ultimately ends their Super Bowl chances? No, not at all, but, um, but I do think this is a blow. It yeah, it's it's definitely a blow. I'm, I agree with Jeremy. With it's it's not going to ruin their chances. It definitely changes the game a little bit because he's got something they haven't had, and he's got that he can outrun angle speed, which means the outside rushing game was more efficient, which meant teams had to do more of a spread defense because you really had to protect the corners. Now it's not so much a threat because Justice Hill is fast, but he's not, he's not Keaton Mitchell. Um, so it's it's a problem. I mean, you know, teams will have an easier time. I, I think game planning for the run because he's out now. Because if you have his speed with Lamar's speed, that's a lot to account for. Now you don't. Um, but Gus Edwards, I've, you know, I'm not going to change my opinion on him. I think he's one of the best running backs we've had in this franchise for a long time. So I'm very happy with him carrying the ball. Like I say that I don't know. How, you know, he hasn't had the tremendous workload, but I think he can handle it. Yeah, you know, like yesterday. When we talked about it, my my opinion of it was okay. You know, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry for him that I am for the team. I think it's a bigger blow to his career than sure. I think it is to the team. I do. And when I got off air, bombarded phone calls and, and inboxes on how I'm undervaluing Keaton Mitchell. Before Keaton Mitchell ever took a carry, the Baltimore Ravens was six and two. Before he ever got a carry. They were six and two, so I let everyone argue about it and, and tell me how wrong I was. Then I asked that question. I said, "Do you think the Ravens were a Super Bowl contender before him?" So yeah. Do you think they're a Super Bowl contender without him? Yeah. So what are we talking about? What are we talking about? I mean, I, that, that's my point. I'm not saying that he's not effective. I'm not saying the guy's not a, a, a tremendous person to have the game plan from. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is this is the equivalent of the San Francisco 49ers. You losing Jordan Mason. But still having Christian McCaffrey, this is the this is the equivalent of I mean you you're losing essentially your third running back. This is the same guy that two weeks ago we were wondering why he didn't get more carries while they were winning games. But I think that's the reason why you know talking about losing him, like you know I don't think anybody's going to go unless you lose Lamar. Even if you lost, like if Kyle Hamilton was out the rest of the year, like you'd be like, yeah, that really sucks, but. You know, they still have a great shot to win the Super Bowl. It'd be, the a, bigger imp- it'd be a big impact. I would well, think differently about Kyle, M- Kyle Hamilton going down. But I'm saying, like, the point of losing a player, like, you're not going to dismiss the fact that your team still has a shot at a Super Bowl unless it's your quarterback primarily. But I, I get your point. I'd, I'd be woe as me if we lost Kyle Hamilton. I would be oh. woe as me because I think that I think Kyle Hamilton's presence changes the defense. That could ruin your season. Yeah, I think we talked about that the other day. Who's the biggest – Who's the biggest impact player on the defense? And the fact that Kyle Hamilton was in a conversation with Roquan Smith tells you enough. Kyle Hamilton going down, I'm feeling completely different. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa. I mean, because there is no replacement for Kyle Hamilton. Keaton Mitchell is the replacement. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, he started to take, like, when you, they, they were 
you know, they had backs before Keaton got here, and then Keaton started to take carries away from those guys. Right. So because you were seeing, like, and we were all questioning, was he going to start to get more touches down the line? Now, ultimately, the injury, this whole thing sucks just for him because of what was happening and the difference I think he could have made. He could have made himself some serious money here. Himself. Yeah. Exactly. And then again, I'm going to say this again. I think losing Keaton Mitchell for the year is bigger loss for Keaton Mitchell than it is for the Baltimore Ravens. I heard the stat yesterday. He was averaging 8.7 yards a touch this year. Mm -hmm. It's it's a loss. It's a a big loss. That includes the passing, obviously. It was 6-2 when he first got his first carry. But they've only had one loss Mm -hmm. since. (laughs) True. In games in which, you know, he got carries. You know, again, this is the I'm not I'm not undervaluing what he brings to the table. I'm just saying what he brings to the table or what you lose for what he brings to the table does not lose games for the Baltimore Ravens. Doesn't lose games for him. I don't I, I mean, look, I understand we've we've labeled running backs as not as important, but you've got a bunch of guys that haven't like we haven't seen Gus have this many carries ever. You haven't. So, like, to be able to spell him and to be able to give him time, and I don't think, you know, like, if they just had to go with Gus and Justice in the playoffs, it, it you know, it's a different story, but you still got to finish the season, too. So, are they bringing, are we going to see the ghost of Melvin Gordon? Put up? Uh, you know, they're gonna get, the ghost start, of him? <laughs> start kicking tires on some of these guys to see who you could possibly bring in. I think they, I saw they bringing him up. Really? Yeah. They said that right after the game, didn't yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they said right after, right after the game they're going to do him. 410-583-1057, that's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Jeremy, do you think this banal puts more stress on Lamar Jackson to run more? Probably. I mean, I thought that would happen in the postseason anyway. But um, I, the weird thing is, in the postseason, he was going to run more anyway. Yep. <laughs> and over the next three games, I don't know how much you need him to. Like, you just need to – I'm not saying you lay it up, but you need to keep pace with everyone. You got helped out this weekend by some of the losses. The only thing that really didn't help you was – Cleveland coming back against the Bears, but everything else kind of fell your way. Yeah, um, I, I think I agree with you. You that interception that Lamar threw last um, on Monday, uh, Sunday night. Remember when he scrambled, scrambled, got to the line of scrimmage and looked over the line of scrimmage and threw it and got picked off. And in the playoffs, he that, that doesn't get picked off because Lamar runs it. Hopefully, yeah. I think yeah. It, to me, he's heard all the noise about the lost time. He's heard all the noise about not being there during the playoffs. He heard all of that. And I think the number one thing for him right now, Jeremy, is to stay healthy and get to the postseason. I think that's the number one thing on his mind. Yeah. I mean, he got to. Like, that's the one, if, if something happens to that guy, that's when you start questioning everything. Like, oh, no, what the hell? But, um, but yeah, again, like you're going to see Josh Allen run more in the postseason. You're going to see Pat Mahomes run more. But – I think it's a big difference when you add in an extra five carries or whatever that are planned for Lamar, or he does, you know, has some, has some sort of uh, read option that he can he can run the ball on, um, as opposed to the other guys that are going to run more. Like I think Josh Allen typically in years past would run more because they didn't have a running game. Mm-hmm. This team still does. Good point. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven is the number, and that makes Lamar more of a weapon because you've got a running game. Want to hear from you, Baltimore? Keaton Mitchell out for the season, torn ACL, tragic loss for him. But what does that mean to the Baltimore Ravens' Super Bowl chances? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. It's a long-term knee uh, thing. There was uh, there wasn't uh, cartilage uh, type damage and things like that, uh, so that helps quite a bit. It'd be a little cleaner. He'll go to work, you know. He's, I'm sure he'll be here every single day, you know, with the team and, and doing his part to get back. That's uh, 
John Harbaugh on Keaton Mitchell just yesterday. Keep in mind, guys, it's just the ACL. That's nothing else. And when I mean just the ACL, I'm not minimizing it. But sometimes when you get that ACL tear, Jeremy, you get an MCL tear or other tears meniscus, in there. Yeah. So I'm not saying just the ACL tear like, oh, big deal. I'm just saying that's what he got. It's a clean tear. And, and I know yesterday you and I were concerned with the future for this young man. But being just the ACL tear, I'm less concerned today than I was yesterday. Yeah, I feel so. a little better for him. Yeah, I really, I really do feel terrible for him. I do too. He said it was such a great story. It's such a great talent. Great, a great talent that was unrecognized. You know, they seemed to see something in him, and and they gave him a chance, and he looked great. Um, and now I'm, I'm just, I hope he's okay in the future. You, you and me both. That's a yeah, I feel better for him too. Let's go to Crofton and get Pete. What's up, Pete? <laughs> Hey, what's up? Good morning, fellas. Good morning, morning you too, man. Hey, I'm glad to enjoy talking with y'all. You know, um, I was going to say that um, with Keaton, um, everybody loved him, but I liked some of the element that he brought to the running game, particularly the speed, which everybody knows and agrees, but also another fresh pair of legs. But you know what? I'm starting to see with, by him, we're missing him. I'm starting to see something where um, – Lamar has raised his game to a point now, that, and I know y'all noticed this, that is given the defensive fit when the offensive line collapses and he starts to scramble. Just before he crosses the scrimmage line, he dumps that thing off, man. Hey, that's a nightmare for the defense. Yeah, that ball so I know of, we'll that, be all right. That ball and man theory, I just wish he had to scramble less. <laughs> yeah. It's good that he can. I just wish he didn't have to. That's he what, was in tremendous pressure. He, he was. I, I told you yesterday I compared it to the Pat Mahomes Super Bowl. Different yeah. is he was getting the ball off. Let's yeah. go to Tillman Island and get Jay. Good morning to you, Jay. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Great topic you guys are talking about. Thank you, and sir. When you said when you said that Mitchell have a, a big impact, he, he will have an impact, but I think the biggest impact player you're going to have that would affect the backfield and the offense, Patrick Picard, because, I mean, the man can run and he puts people on their asses, but the thing is he blocks. This man blocks, and that's you know that's a biggie. You lose him, it's going to affect him big time. Hey, thanks a lot, Jay. By the way, real quick, get back to Lamar. Just got this stat from Joe. Uh, Lamar was pressured on fifty percent of his dropbacks. I, I guarantee you, if if Lamar's or if uh, Patrick Ricard starts getting a bunch of touches, Rob's going to go, man. They miss Keaton Mitchell. <laughs> you believe how much they miss Keaton Mitchell? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Buck and Catonsville, what's up, Buck? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, you too. And, uh, morning. You too. <laughs> okay. You good. too, uh, Jeremy. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> look, uh, the Keaton Mitchell thing. I mean, he was a uh, he was gold, but the fans kept uh, pushing for him to play more. I was happy as hell with the Ravens giving him nine touches. I thought that was ideal, but still, this season's so long. It it's impossible for everybody to stay healthy. They they've had to go to the rotation now. Yeah. For the tackles, and I got a couple of things real quick, but uh, Keaton Mitchell, you know, losing him is terrible, and we're going to get uh, Melvin in there. Now, he did a nice job with him in there, but I'm a little concerned about not having a backup, another backup running back that uh, it might be even in that vein. Uh, I like the fact that they haven't given um, Gus a lot of carries, and I think that uh, 43 is going to give us a nice uh, push, but the thing that concerns me the most is the tackles. I mean, what do we have for backup? I mean, I, there, there are no backup on tackles, man. You got what you got. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's 
You got what you got. I think the Ravens are doing the best they can adding rotating these guys in, shitting them out some series and things like that, but there's no help. It's yeah, a- I, there is no help, and I got to say, I don't know about you guys, I'm starting to wonder if Ronnie Stanley is done. Mm. I was wondering that weeks ago. Yeah. I think he's done. It, I mean, he's, he's really he's struggling now. He may think he's done. Yeah. Bob and Timonium. What's up, Bob? How y'all doing this morning? Oh, right. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, uh, you know, Keaton Mitchell, I mean, he's a dynamic player. I was real excited about having him in the same backfield with Lamar. But if you go back over the last maybe four or five weeks, even y'all's conversation has been, and, and I've said the same thing, hey, some games he only got three touches, you know. I mean, he did a lot with what he the touches he got. So, luckily, we weren't 100% dependent on him, you yeah. know. And, and the other side of it is, is I've noticed that uh, with him, and when you got three guys back there, and I know you're talking about all the touches that Gus has had for the year, but it seems like in a game he needs to get the ball a little more to get himself in a rhythm. And and he, he seemed like he played better this past week than he has in the last three or four. So I'm really sorry about Keaton Mitchell. I Me really too. am. I, mean, I am. I hate it. I hate it. But, look, we're going to survive that. It, like I say, he wasn't getting a lot of touches, which is maybe the blessing in the thing. Hey, Bob, thanks a lot, my friend. I, I think that what he said about Gus is true of a lot of running backs. So that's a position you need to get into a, a rhythm. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be sitting, you know, get two carries, sit out a series, come back in, sit out. You need to get in that, you know, you're in every play for a while. Chris, Parkville, what's up, Chris? Gentlemen, how's it going? Doing well, how are you? Um, yeah, touching on uh, Keaton Mitchell. That was, man, that was a hell of a story. Um uh, I'm glad to hear that it's, uh, that the injury isn't as bad as uh, initially at the clean tear, which is great. Hopefully he'll be right back. You know, he'll be back with us uh, more sooner than later, but you all know it takes time. But uh, also, you know, play calling, and we're probably going to get another running back for an insurance policy. You just have to. But um, I can also appreciate, like you touched on it, Rob, um, Hamilton is a different type of a player on the other side of the ball. And, yeah. man, he, he gives them a lot of flexibility with their coverages and what they can do. But I think with Munkin and play calling, and uh, I think I think we'll be all right to, to make a run. I really do. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that. Let's get Sean in Baltimore, guys. What's up, Sean? What's up, fellas? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you, too. Um. Thank you. I wanted to say, uh, you know, I ain't uh, downplaying Mitchell injury, but if you really look at it, it's like, you know, when you start, like everybody saying he had a great story. I don't even think his story finished yet, you know, because it's like you just open a chapter. He's still on his first chapter of the book, you know. So I hope he gets back and get better. True. You know, you know, so because we really didn't even really see the potential. We seen verses of it, you know, and he was still trying to get things going. But I don't think we're gonna be hurt, and and you know what time it is? It's it's, it's getting cold, so we need that bus to come through now. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you, uh, Sean. You know, we know the story's still been written about him. Let's go to Milton in Baltimore. What's up, Milton? Good morning, guys. Good morning, Good morning. to you, man. Yeah, the Keaton Mitchell thing, man. It can set us back some, but I think Justice Hill can carry the weight. I think he looked pretty good when he when he came in after the injury. And the elephant in the room, man, Ronnie Stanley. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about this before. Why don't they just sit him down these last couple of games 
maybe that leg and build up or something, and then and then try him in the playoffs. We, we're already in the playoffs, but he looks terrible. He definitely lost his kick that. isn't the same. Yeah. He's, he's getting pushed back. He just that, that one hold was in constant arrest. The one holding call that he had mm-hmm. to me is is that's his season in a nutshell. He couldn't move his feet, couldn't move his body, so he reached. Yeah. That's why he had the the the, the Ronnie Stanley we know would have got in front of that guy and drove him, but he can't do that anymore. He's a shell of himself. Yeah, he's not nearly what he was. If he can bounce back from that, maybe, but right now he ain't looking good. Not at all. World is stupid at 7.15, but on the other side, we'll look at last night's Monday Night Football thriller. One we didn't expect. Also, we'll recap our games for week 15. Man, I didn't do too good. <laughs> Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.